Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is time to make it rain on this Friday, November the 8th, 2019. Welcome in. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Week 10 of the NFL season. It is underway. Week 11 of the college football season also underway, and we are anticipating coming up over the next 48 to 72 hours. A whole lot of things are going to be different in both of those uh, leagues there, both the NFL and in college football. By the time we see you again on Monday, and already it's starting to look a little different after a game last night. Between the AFC West uh, rivals there, the Chargers traveling all the way up the coast there. A couple of hours to Oakland, going to the Bay Area to take on Derek Carr, Gruden, Jacobs and company. First time Oakland's been home in like three years. uh, But what were they going to do? Were they going to show up? Were they going to continue rolling uh, like they did last week there against the Green Bay Packers? What were the Chargers going to do? And could Oakland... Uh, could Oakland rebound? Can they go ahead and take that next step in this progress here with Gruden and Mayock without falling on their face, which is what the Raiders have done over the last, oh, pfft, I don't know, 20 years or so, if you go down? Uh, the answer is gifts. Yes, that's correct. Gifts. Um, gifts in the form of apparently Philip Rivers uh, felt bad for the Raiders somewhere along the line and thought it would be great if he threw, I don't know, three interceptions to him last night. In fact, started the game off with two gifts. Throws a interception on the first series they get the ball. And then promptly throws a pick six on the second series he gets the ball. So congratulations to the Oakland Raiders. They were gifted 10 points by Phillip Rivers simply because, oh, I don't know. Uh, he felt like being a good guy or... He could be a 37-year-old quarterback and look every bit of 37 years old last night as he was going up against a secondary that gives up the most yardage of any secondary in the NFL. They get toasted all the time, and yet he couldn't get the ball over 10 yards to just about anybody. Something don't look right in in Phillip Rivers' land to me last night, and it was was evident, ultimately— The Chargers' defense did everything they could, but Derek Carr and the Raiders give them credit. They made enough plays when they needed to make a play in order to win 26-24, to Dane. But call me crazy, Father Time, man, he looks like he just beat the crap out of Phillip Rivers last night. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. You know, I, I mean, I don't know which side to talk about first. You know what I mean, Joe? But for Phillip Rivers... Yeah, you know, I was on in-game live with Gabe, and Gabe's on this narrative also that it's actually Philip Rivers holding the Chargers back. Um, mm-hmm. That sometimes we talk about, oh, the kicking game and, oh, injury woes for the Chargers. But, you know, what is Philip Rivers, I think, is a valid question. Look at now that draft class, right? Big mm-hmm. Ben, 
gone, uh, talking about did he have any left in the tank. Eli Manning has been surpassed by the rookie, but the Chargers, they didn't draft the kid. You know, they don't bring in someone just yet. And it did look like that. He's always had a weird kind of throwing motion, but he couldn't get it downfield. The one big play they had was a big a ball to Mike Williams, but that's all Mike Williams. All right. He's like literally just chucking it up. And Mike Williams right. is a damn yep. good big wide receiver. And he went up and got it, you know? And so, and here's the thing. They have a good defense. They have tons of skill position weapons, Joe. You know, so maybe you do have to start thinking like, I don't know if Philip Rivers is um, the value add. He's 37 years old and maybe he is seeing his mortality. It happens real quick sometimes. Right, Joe? Yeah. We saw Peyton Manning, Manning fall off a cliff um, yeah. at the end of his career. So it can happen very, very quickly. It was very noticeable, guys. I mean, yeah. it was the 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 interceptions, the first two interceptions of the game, yeah. they weren't even close. I mean, it was he was sailing the ball all over yeah. the place. Now, he, he was under duress a little bit. And by the way, congratulations, Raiders defense. First time uh, since 2011, they've managed to have five sacks and three interceptions in a game. So it, it's the defense did what they needed to do. They took advantage of it. But man, oh, man, he it really did. I'm yeah. sitting there watching him going, he just, he can't get the ball downfield. Like balls that if he would have led guys like Mike Williams, yes. you had Keenan Allen open a Keenan million times. Hunter Henry was open him. in the middle of the field a few times. Couldn't get it to him. Absolutely yeah. could not get him to him. And the ones that he did throw downfield, they were either not on target, they were late, or he just, he was throwing jump balls. And yeah, yeah no, Phillip Rivers is, I don't know. And again, maybe we'll hear different. It didn't look like he had any zip on the ball. He just, I don't he's know if he's really hurt. Though. Like, he has that weird shot put kind of yeah, motion. It's, it's always looked funky. Very um, weird. But it is. And, and here's the way I'd put it. What would... <sighs> Would the Chargers have won that game last night if Andy Dalton was their quarterback? Oh, you got it. It's a good question. It's a fair question, too. It's a fair question. You know? Yes. Because we started talking about things like Cam Newton and Marcus Mariota. There's going to be a quarterback merry-go-round this offseason, right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be option A is to do it in the draft. The Chargers record is going to be too good, right? Like, they're not going to be drafting in the top five. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and they don't want to make trades because you know how they do with holdouts and stuff. Remember what Joey Boza did with them, right? So the route is really to take one of these guys, right? Like a Marcus Mm -hmm. Mariota or something like that. I wonder if uh, that mortality will happen. And we've been talking about this this age of quarterback and what – the game will be like after this page turns. And I mean, we got to We got to look at Philip Rivers. You know, the Chargers never went and drafted that young quarterback like a Daniel mm-hmm. Jones or a Mason Rudolph or Kyle or, or a Will Greer or whoever it is. Um, and I wonder what they think their window is. Well, I can tell you this. We, we've seen it now with the uh, with the Giants. Uh, we've seen it now in all likelihood with Big Ben. Uh, there is. The Chargers are going to look a lot like those organizations moving forward because they've got to deal with what has been a franchise quarterback in the face of a team for, it seems like, forever now. People would be hard-pressed to remember that Drew Brees actually played for the San Diego Chargers. People wouldn't even remember a quarterback prior. Um, It's... He has been the face of that organization, but I hate to admit it. If if last night is any indication of that cliff and him pulling up to it, like we watched with Peyton Manning, and you're right, it's not going to get better from here, Dane. It's going to get worse. 
and it's going to get worse because their next game is against Kansas City, who will have Patrick Mahomes back. It's uh, it's going to be tough times. Good news, though, for San Diego, uh, San Diego for the Chargers. Uh, Derwin James will be back week 13. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That is good news. Uh, but we'll talk about the Raiders and what it means for them to have that victory. We'll do that. Coming up, make it rain. The Grid, Sports Grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so we got uh, back at it here tonight. Uh, more college uh, football on the way. The uh, the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, uh, will feature a bit of a mismatch, at least on paper, but might uh, one team be getting overvalued there? Maybe it's too many points as UCF, Central Florida, taking on Tulsa here tonight. And then the nightcap, a team of uh, a very interesting matchup, too, for Pac-12 after dark Friday night as Washington travels to the Beavers. Oregon State, OSU, another OSU tonight. Very interesting matchup in both of those. We'll talk about those uh, coming up here a little bit later in the hour. But last night, the Chargers. Congratulations to Phillip Rivers. He gift-wrapped a win to the Raiders. Congratulations to the Raiders, who now find themselves at 5-4. and And an interesting note here about what this means for the Raiders. And this was a huge win uh, for the Raiders. We told you uh, Derwin James is on his way back week 13, which will help uh, the Chargers. If they're going to do anything, they've got to obviously in uh, 10, 11 days, take down their matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Looks like they can use that little extra time. But the Raiders moved to five and four, and they are now alone in second place in the AFC West. And we'll look at the numbers, Dane, but... If you don't think the Raiders are alive for an AFC wildcard spot, you are out of your mind, people, because they are very much in this, especially sure. given the fact that six out of their last seven games, including the next two who are against That's the right. Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. and the New York Jets. Sure are. And then <laughs> after that, they've only got one team on the schedule with a winning record. Six of their final seven games are against losing teams, teams under 500. And, uh, you know, at this time, guys, we got to start looking at the Raiders and realize that they have how they're winning is more impressive than anything else. They are doing it not because they've got studs on both sides of the ball. They're not going to – it's not superstar football. It's hard nose, take advantage of opportunities. It's They're doing all the little things they need to do in order to win football games and take advantage of other people, make fewer mistakes, don't turn the ball over, rush for 100 yards, control the clock, do those types of things. And the defense uh, stepped up last night big time, and they're getting some edge rushers. They're getting a little healthier, a little more, a little better in the secondary. This team is absolutely in the hunt for a wild card spot in the AFC, and I think it's high time we stop pretending the Raiders aren't for real, Dane, because they are 
for real. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Joe. And I think that, you know, I'll, I'll eat crow. I'll be the first to say that I thought the Raiders were going to be a dumpster fire and almost a joke. But you're right. They are 5-4. and four. Their next two games are against the Bengals and the Jets off the mini-buy that they have, right? They stay at home for the mini-buy now a week and a half later to host the Cincinnati Bengals, then the Jets, okay? I don't think it's presumptuous to think they can win those two games and stand at 7-4. and four. And then if that happens with five games, left you're right at Kansas City week uh, 13 is their only game against a 500 team or better now don't get me wrong they do have Tennessee and Jacksonville who I would consider still you know like decent teams mm-hmm. even though they're technically four and five right now but when you see Denver as week mm-hmm. 17 and you got to think Drew Locke is going to be their quarterback by then or whatever they are live when you look yep. at the other second place teams in the AFC right you got Buffalo who we've been talking about but then what you're doing is you're looking at, in essence, Oakland, who who hopped the Chargers as the second-place team and yep. the other team in the West to consider until further notice, right? So you're looking at the Raiders vis-a-vis the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. who have a backup young quarterback playing, and vis-a-vis the Indianapolis Colts, who we don't know about their starting quarterback either. Oakland is absolutely live. The schedule opens up for them. And you're right, Joe. They're like bringing their lunch pail to work. And it's the image that Gruden and Mayock want, right? And they've built for this. And I'm going to tell you, Joe, also, they've already won. Because going into this season, what you and I all said, was all they really need is enough buzz, enough energy and excitement so that Mm -hmm. when they move to Vegas in nine months, people want to come out and see them. And to be quite honest, I think they've already crossed that threshold, right? With a little bit of excitement, the kid Jacobs running the ball and the development of this team. Yep. Cleveland Farrell, too, the guy that they yeah. took out of Clemson and everyone was like, oh, my word. What? Yeah, uh, two and a half sacks uh, in that game last night. He showed up on a big stage, on a national stage when he needed to. You mentioned Josh Jacobs that yeah. everyone took, uh, you know, oh, another Alabama running back in the first round. What the hell? You do? Well, it's quite obvious, guys, uh, that they know what they're doing. They have a plan and they're executing. And we all made fun of the Richie Incognito signing, right? Oh, what the hell are you doing? But I thought the explanation from Mayock and from Gruden were absolutely spot on with him. We can't have a team filled with just good guys. We need that, you know, we need that pit bull somewhere in there. And Richie Incognito last night was opening up holes, guys. He's been doing it all season, man. If you want to know why Richie Incognito's on a football team, why he's on the Raiders, watch the tape. Watch the holes and watch how he was just destroying people on the second level last night uh, on the Chargers, creating opportunities for Jacobs to run through. The way they've put it together and Derek Carr, listen, wasn't flashy, 219, 220 yards, but you know what? Didn't turn the damn ball over. No turnovers. And if you can keep playing like that and you can start building confidence – yeah, I'm I'm impressed to say the least. Doing the most with the least, maybe, mm-hmm. is what we are seeing here with the Raiders, who are filled with half this team is what twenty four years old, twenty all yeah, their the starters. Thing, it, they're yeah. all young. 
Yeah, Joe. And let's not forget, they had three first-round picks. Cleveland Farrell, who you talk yep. about, is doing his thing. Josh Jacobs, who, you know, is like fourth in the NFL in rushing. And then don't forget about the safety. The kid Abram, who was looking like, if you saw hard knocks or preseason games, looked like he was going to be an impact player on yep. defense. And he's on IR. Oh, let's not forget, like Lorenzo Neal said, you know who, right? Their, their number one wide receiver, at least on their depth chart in training camp is also not there okay mm -hmm. and i believe joe don't the raiders once again this year have a ton of draft capital right yes, they do you know what yep. i mean because these deals the amari cooper the khalil mack deals they set themselves up and john gruden had a 10-year contract and he knew similar to how in san francisco shanahan and lynch got a five-year contract together they knew mm -hmm. they had time Yep. Gruden knows he has time, and with them moving to Vegas, they're on the upswing. Yep, they have a. Um, it's going to be very interesting the next year or so there, and and they're right now all of the question marks and the hatred that the Raider fan base had for Gruden getting rid of Mac and getting all. Yeah, yeah guys, that's um, you'd be. You, you ain't going to find a Raider fan going to say anything bad about what John Gruden has done now because it's starting to pay off. And I think everyone else is starting to see the vision for them. And kudos. And, and I love the fact, too, that they were willing to take a shot with a head case like A.B. They were willing to say, hey, let's see if it works out. It didn't. And but maybe the most thing important thing to come out of that was they were willing to walk away. You know be. how many teams, Dane, that would not ownership would have yep. been like, no, we need him. We got... You know, ownership, don't forget, they created that mess with A.B. over there, making him feel. But he also pushed it to the point where even the, the Roonies were like, nope, we can't do it. And then the Raiders, you're like, well, the Raiders, they'll give him whatever he wants. Nope, they kicked his ass out. Now where is he? Oh, yeah, he's on Twitter yesterday again, guys. And A.B. on oh, Twitter, yeah. only this time blasting the NFL and saying once again, yeah, no, uh, this NFL, you need to clear my name. Uh, you need to hurry up and clean my name. And now he's trying to say, I guess, that he'll never play in this uh, in this league that treats black people the worst. Clear my name. Go. Uh, looks like somebody was hitting the Hennessy a little bit there and uh, and started to uh, started to hit the the send button, man. Not mm -hmm. good for Antonio Brown's future. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the actual point, the Raiders. Right. Because yes. forget AB. Um, you're right. It's the hardest thing to admit a mistake, you know. And look, I submit Jacksonville, Blake Bortles, <laughs> Chicago, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. When will they admit the mistake? The Raiders did so, and they're better for it. The best part is somebody must have called him after he posted that because a couple hours later he apologized saying, I'll do anything to get back into the NFL ASAP. Which one is it, bro? It sounds very presidential. I can't. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So 
want to invite you guys to follow us on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on Instagram, Sports Grid TV. Never miss a show. Never miss a clip. The highlights all week long. Great stuff on YouTube and Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And time to put your money where your mouth is, guys, especially tonight here. Think about this. You've got over 35 college basketball games you got another nine uh, NBA games. You got a slate of uh, NHL games. Oh, yeah, two college football games. Now would be the time for you to take a shot. Open up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It's Jersey's largest sports book. You can head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, and you can receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet, $500, opening a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You've got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, whether it's college or pro sports, guys, you are in control. Head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Open your new account and claim that free wager of up to $500 today. And keep in mind, if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And want to welcome you in on this Friday here to Make It Rain. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And we are interested to say the least on some of these matchups that are coming up over the weekend buffalo cleveland uh it comes to mind as one of these games dane i think that a lot of eyes are going to be on uh, i love the way the uh, new york media of course has uh, labeled it dumpster fire 19 i think you got dumpster bowl going on there between the giants yeah. and the jets um i think kansas city tennessee is intriguing as well uh, Pittsburgh and the Rams. There's some really great matchups, and we'll cover yep. all of them. We'll uh, we'll go over our favorites, break them down for you coming up next hour. But we did tell you, of course, the AB drama continued yesterday as he, you know, he took the Twitter. We hadn't heard from him in a while, which was interesting. Right. He had kind of been low, kind of doing exactly, listen, exactly what you need to be doing. Let the process work. You know, don't give anybody a reason to talk about AB. Well, that lasted, yeah, no. So he shows up yesterday on Twitter just ripping the NFL, accusing him of treating black people the worst and uh, sweat and blood. A lot of F's this, a lot of F that. Uh, that was early in the day. Then somebody a couple hours later must have reached out to uh, Antonio Brown and told him, dude, are you out of your friggin' mind? Because he did a 180 just a few hours later and wrote, quote, I'm very frustrated right now with the false allegations and slander to my name. I love football and I miss it. I just want to play and I'm very emotional about that. I'm determined to make my way back to the NFL ASAP. Oh, it's really? like, dude, <laughs> I mean, see, that's exactly the problem, maybe. When you weren't heard from, it was the best that it, you were in a great light there. You're right. They were going to do the thing. They were going to meet with the the woman. It was yep. you would have been back soon. Now Just here you go again. What are you doing, dude? I know. What are you doing? 180. So, here's the thing, right? And we can have our fun with it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out something different that I heard from. I think it was Gabe yesterday now at some point remember and i've said this before joe i said maybe we're gonna realize down the road that there was something really wrong here right and the tact is really we should have like wrapped our arms around them and talked about them more a little bit like we talk about josh gordon you know in a different light now i'm not saying this is reasons or true okay and i know you're already rolling your eyes joe but uh what i heard is that you know 
AB has no father figure and all that stuff. And then there was apparently this like pastor or mentor of his from college. Okay, Mm -hmm. or his neighborhood that was really like his father figure, really this guy who was able to, you know, in essence, put boundaries with him and be his guy. And then apparently that guy passed away right at the same time that this drama started going down. And maybe he's got no one in his ear. You know, maybe he doesn't have good people around him. You know, you say someone got to him and then he changed his tweet. And I'm not saying, you know. He's still an adult, right? He should be able to. But if he's an adult with brain damage, maybe he does need a support system. And I I don't know that that's the case, but I do even want to preserve that piece because there may be something to it. And if that were the case, then, you know, I don't know that we should be making as much like fun of it or light of it. But I agree with you on its face. This looks absolutely ridiculous and like very stupid PR moves and like just shut the hell up. I agree with you. I just wonder if there's really something wrong with the man. Well, and listen, it's a fair point. There there very well could be something, you know, mentally going on there in that uh, in that coconut of his that is just it's not good. I it's it's an absolute fair point because rational people don't often don't do this. Uh, act like this. Uh but you know, he has been anything but rational for years now. This is yeah. exactly what we got yesterday is vintage AB. It's not a one-time situation, which again goes to the point of well maybe there is something seriously going on here. You know, if that's the case, then listen. That crazy well, concussion he got, you right, know, right about that same time. If I don't that's know. The case, football doesn't matter then at this point. There's a right. bigger, uh, there's a bigger concern for a 31 year old guy who's got the rest right. of his life to figure out. Um, and you know, case. we don't want it to be, you know, tragic. We've seen the Junior Seau story a million times. Like we don't want to see, we don't want it to end tragically. And and you know, as much as he was a great football player. He might still be a great football player for a team, but it's going to be very hard, I think, the more that goes on for somebody to take a a shot on Antonio Brown at 31 say, years yeah, old. There's a non-zero no chance that there's something yeah. much more serious at That's all I'm I saying. Agree with you. I, and I agree with you. But as long as he's got talent, you and I both know, if a team outweighs and it feels his talent is worth the risk, he's going to be playing football again. Uh, I can promise you that. And it's going to, again, it will probably, and I'd be willing to bet, it ain't going to end pretty. And so I do think there'll be one more shot for him in the next 12 months. And then if he doesn't catch on, I think it's over. Des Bryant, I think, is is a guy that has benefited from being away from the game for a little while. uh, Because I think he realized, and I think even a part of Antonio Brown, I think the the frustration level for him, and I agree with, I, I think he's not lying. I think his frustration level of watching, because don't forget, the his attitude was the game needs me more than I need the game. Remember that? The game and, moved on just fine. And when the game moved on, he real and that's listen, guys, you sometimes because you get so much smoke blown up your ass that you become invincible and you think you are this this, you know, deity and you're not. And when you come back to reality and you eat that humble pie, which I think Dez has, um, yeah. and Dez realized also that, you know, I yep. am He's got self-awareness now, Des Bryant, which he almost right. never had. He realizes he's not a number one. He's a guy that can help a team. An NFL team will take a shot on Des Bryant. Uh, if he can, in fact, play the way he says he still can, then, right. yes, they will take a shot for him. Antonio Brown, 
I have no doubt that he just real part of him realized over the last uh, eight weeks that holy crap, I'm really not that important, and teams don't need me. And I think he got so it doesn't surprise me that it burst and and bubbled over yesterday. I do think he's absolutely correct. His frustration level, Dane, has got to be through for a roof. This guy was a topic of conversation, came to believe. Everything was about Antonio Brown over the last year, from his departure to Pittsburgh to trade. Everything has been about him. And now all of a sudden, Dave, nobody's (laughs) asking Antonio Brown what he thinks anymore. And he realizes, I think, just how, how alone he is and how the game doesn't need you, Antonio Brown. It never did. What happens when the spotlight goes away, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. it's tough to deal with, especially if the man's got brain damage. OK, it's so, even worse. I'm shocked that. it took this long. To be honest, I'm shocked it took yeah. to week 10. I For really to am back off. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm get back shocked. out there in the media, get back out yep. there in the narrative. And, and, and here's the other point you said as it related to Dez. And we said it yesterday, too, Joe. Right. One of the things you led with in the story about Dez was, and he says that he understands he's not trying to be the man. He's just trying to be a contributing factor. That's the, you know, that's the coach speak. That's the humble pie talk that teams need to hear to feel comfortable about bringing you and what used to be your personality into the locker room. Right. And so. It's just going to be a longer time, and I would have more skepticism that Antonio Brown would ever present like that. Like, Dez right. is showing you he's eaten and digested the humble pie, right? Yes. We, need, we need proof points that Antonio Brown has done the same thing unless I think it's going to be a bigger risk, and I don't know what team is going to do it despite his all-world talent. Yeah, I'm thinking, too. And I could be, I could be crazier, but I do think that prior to yesterday's blow up, the first text, he is probably is people have probably had conversations with a team or two. He's probably been in talks. And I think the reason he's been quiet is because there might have been a deal imminent and that he might have been, you know, shut up. We're working with a couple of teams. And then I think there might have been some negative news that came his way as far as you know what, we're going to go in a different direction. And yeah. then that was it. That's what boiled over. And he's like, well, screw this place. Uh, screw the NFL. Screw everyone. Treat me. My- oh, okay. All right. Let well, me let me know that how that it, works. You can't be that reactionary. You yeah, just but can't. That's been him. That's been that's him. That's fine. But then, yeah, and he is now out of the league. So that's, he yep. will have to change in order to get back <laughs> into the league. I think there's a couple of guys, too. I, I think it's funny there's only talent will only take you so far. And I think there's actually a few guys that the next 12 months are crucial to what their career trajectory will be, or they could very well be out of the league. I think Baker Mayfield is one of these guys that over the next 12 months, uh, once his rookie deal runs out and they don't have to pay him billions of dollars, the minute that comes up, he's got about another year or so, I think, to redo his ways because I you can make all excuses you want for guys it's that that trajectory for quarterbacks Dane is what happens but by the time year three comes you are what you are and yeah. Baker Mayfield is his biggest enemy biggest enemy yeah but and we'll see what happens when he has to be. a coach next year who's maybe a grown-up you still gotta want it you still gotta that's the problem you still gotta Winning want it culture can change a lot I don't know if he wants it or not. Sam Darnold's another guy. Got one more year, dude.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So speaking of a uh, 180 turn there, uh, like uh, AB did yesterday on social media, I hate you, F you, I'll never play for you. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't wait to get back to you. I need you, like my word. Turns out the the NBA took a page from uh, AB's uh, clock there and thought it would be also great. Hey, listen, if, if AB can do a 180, we can certainly do a 180. As we uh, we told you yesterday, the whole Kawhi Leonard load management topic of conversation was made even more interesting from the fact that the NBA had released this statement basically telling you that the Clippers have a doctor's note and that the rules that they had put in place that would help avoid doing exactly what Kawhi Leonard and the Lakers were doing, uh, you know, this whole load management, uh, not playing in a back-to-back. You know, Adam Silver and company, they passed rules prohibiting that for the fans, for the purpose of, listen, you got to, we don't want that happening. Like, we're trying to avoid that. They passed it. But, you know, they, they pass it for some, but there's other people that obviously get a free pass sometimes with it. And when they came out with the statement saying the team is reasonably determined that he's got a patella tendon in his left knee and and he's got a back-to-back games are prohibited. So they basically backed them into their situation saying that, yes, he's hurt. He's got a knee problem. He can't play. Well, that was good for about, you know, 12 hours because last night they delivered an envelope to the owner of the Clippers and smacked him with a $50,000 fine. Why? Because of the fact that they let him go with load management and didn't have a proper reason. So you've got to go, wait a minute. The NBA, you just backed them up and said they got a doctor's note. All is well. You guys are making, you know, you're making something out of nothing. Only to turn around 12 hours later and smack ownership with a $50,000 fine that says, yeah, we told you not to do this, but you did it because he's not really hurt. So which is it? Well, it turns out the fine all stems from the fact of Doc Rivers not knowing when to shut his pie hole, much like Antonio Brown, in fact. Doc Rivers was asked on October 30th, how's it going, man? What's um, what's going on here? The first load management game was October 30th of back-to-back. Doc Rivers comes out and answers it. Man, he's never felt better. Doc Rivers was asked again prior to the load management game against Milwaukee a couple of nights ago. How's he feeling? Doc Rivers never felt better. He's great. You can't have it both ways, Doc. You can't tell the world he's 100% healthy, everything is great, and then expect the rest of us to go, no, he's got this uh, patella tendon thing. Like, no mention it from Doc. So the NBA is, is put in a position where they're like, listen, you idiots, 
We're trying right. to back you up here. And all you keep doing. We were going now, with your story, guys. We're going with your, <laughs> we're backing you up. And you're sitting there contradicting it, telling everybody he's fine. So here comes the $50,000. And oh, yeah, by the way, 33 minutes, 27 points, uh, 13 assists. You know, uh, the list goes on as the Clippers won last night uh, in L.A. But the point is, it's amazing to me, the NBA, how they are flip-flopping every chance they get, not because they want to, but because the Clippers still haven't figured out how to play the system. It's beyond me. Doc Rivers should know better than this. Yeah, it's managing the message. That was Doc's fault, right? Yes. Uh, we all know what it is. We all know what it is. And the NBA kind of gave you shade or cover in order to have this be your wink, wink, nod, nod reason. So all you got to do, Doc, at the podium when you're asked that question is like, we continue to manage it, you know, we, we you know, it's a day by day thing, <laughs> you know, anything like that at least preserves, you know, the, the story with the NBA so that you can go ahead and have this loophole around the NBA policy. But I agree with you, Joe, this idea of he went 27, 13 and four. All right. Mm. So like, he's all right, you know, yeah. and. If what you're going to do is this plan, he's going to miss these 20 games because of the load management, right, that's fine. But then you have to describe it at all times that this is, like, necessary, <laughs> you know? And when you say he's great, then the plan isn't necessary anymore, and it defaults back to the NBA policy, thus the fine. Get on your messaging, bro. Get your talking points straight. Tell me, listen, tell me he's got, you know, the craps. Tell me he's got a stomachache. Tell me anything other than he's never felt better. Right. Like, yeah, you don't even have to go to the knee. Guys can be sick, you know, for as many times, oh, yeah, as 82 games, 20 games. He could come up with something in 20. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to yeah. be this complicated. That's right. Absolutely. And here's the thing. The other thing I would say, though, is. So you're right. I think it was messaging problems from the clip from the Clippers and specifically Doc. However, the other point you made is that like we have these policies, we have these rules, but they're not all the same. Right? There's a reason the NBA also initially was down with the story, right? Yeah. Because they know that, that some players are treated differently than others. It's like to me, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know if it's conspiracy theory or true or whatever. There's a lot of talk, Joe. You remember that Tom Brady got a concussion in the Super Bowl? Remember that? But they weren't going to take him out, right? If it's another player, that's fine. But I ain't going to apply that rule of an independent neurologist to Tom Brady in that spot, right? It's the same kind of thing that, yeah, they'll let Kawhi skirt this and be a loophole, but you got to get down with the talking points, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, contradicting the league backing you up is an absolute no-no because you make the league look bad. You make yourselves look like liars. You know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. not good for anybody because, again, it was a nationally televised game. You've got sponsors. You've got fans who paid money. You know, the trickle-down effect of everybody, him not playing there, just adds fuel to the fire of people screaming and yelling, going, see, this is exactly what the hell we're talking about. And the NBA is trying to avoid that conversation at all costs. And, yeah, you know, he did it all year last year in Toronto, Dane. It's amazing to me. We never heard boo about it. Like, right? True. We never Is it? Because it's in Toronto, it's out of sight, it's out of but it's L.A. Yeah. yeah, it's L.A. now. So L.A., you and we said this, and this is one of the big reasons why I was all for Kawhi to resign with Toronto. Dude, you could miss 30 games next year. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to bust your chops. 
You right. could have your cake and eat it too. Now, every time he doesn't step on that court, Dane, what's good? We're in and that's what, game question. eight, nine. What the hell's going right. to happen now? It, Honestly, right? What is it now? Like, yeah. what is the official thing now? Is right. Kawhi um, with a with a kind of degenerate condition that has to be managed all season, or has he never felt better? Yeah. Which one is it? Because if he's never felt better, then the same thing that the NBA did for against Milwaukee, they will be forced to do again and again and again. If That's the great. if the thesis is he's great, then you can't do it anymore. Or yeah. is the thesis the like no, he's got an issue and we have to manage it. The, which one is it? They have yep. to get their messaging right because this is only what games nine. They That's have exactly to get it right. They got another, you know, they've plotted out another 17 times. They're going to do this. So you got to get the message yes. right or yep. get ready to pay, you know, get what is that? I don't know. Get ready to pay $900,000 in fines. That's correct. And it does affect the rest of the league, guys, because don't you think right. guys like Giannis, guys like Jimmy cool. Butler, guy, I mean, you go down the list here, yep. they all. Hey, all right, I'll take the night off too. Sure. So, and that's the that's the fear of the league and everybody else, right? Like, what's going to prohibit other stars from doing just this, right? I mean, why? The why not? And so you don't really. That was the whole reason you implemented the rule that's why you was the to policy. avoid this. The reason they won't do it is because of this policy and fine. Exactly. And now, if you realize that that's BS. Yep. And it's the same as like any other kid who realizes that their teacher has a rule, but they're not yep. going to enforce force it. They're like, eh, forget it then. Yeah. And I think Doc was was spot on when he was asked a question. He said, quote, he feels great, but he feels great because of what we've been doing. We're just going to continue to do it. There's no concern here, but we want to make sure I think Kawhi said or made the statement that he's never felt better. It's our job to make sure he stays that way. So what he's saying is he's not hurt. He's not hurt. That yeah, like it's right. because of what we're doing our plan, our load management plan exactly. is what we need to continue doing to maximize what we get out of Kawhi. Which is against like, the rules. Yeah, basically, but, it's against the rules. You're basically sitting a dude simply because, not because he's hurt, which is what the rule says it's supposed to be. You are doing it's, the thing that is right. illegal now yeah. in at the NBA. That's like that's like Bryce Harper going to the podium and being like, yeah, I just finished the cycle of roids. I'm feeling good for next year. Yes. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and just so you know, just to put it in context, Kawhi played in only 60 games of the 82 last year. He missed 22 games uh, oh. while he was uh, supposedly recovering from lingering injuries. And, of course, Toronto had no problem putting him out. They came, but they had no issues with this. Never came up last year in uh, – in Toronto. But I thought my favorite thing, my favorite statement to come out yesterday was somebody got to in Charlotte, Michael Jordan. And uh, they asked Michael Jordan about it. And uh, Michael said, uh, yeah, you're paid to play 82 games. You're not paid to play 60. You're paid to play in 82 games, which I find hilarious because, guys, Michael Jordan, that it was you know, he's been on record a number of times saying that, you know, Michael, why don't you take a night off, man? It's been, you know, he's been hurt. He's had the flu. He's had, you know, throughout a season, everything. And Michael's always, his answer always was, 
people are paying their money to see me in that state. Whether right. it was on the road, whether it was home, he's like, people are paying their money to come and see me. I am being paid to play 82 games. Even I've when you an have a reason to be out, he wouldn't be out. And that just goes to show you the mindset where somehow or another, it's okay for these players in this generation. But guys like Michael Jordan and, and Bird, like, oh, no, no. What was it? It was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. It was a more brutal game. Injuries were yep. way more frequent, and you had yep. to pull guys off the court. So, And also, Joe, they weren't traveling first class in the same kind of way that they are 20 years later. Amen. You know? Amen. The amenities were a little different, I'll say. Yep. I've got an answer, though. Let me tell you, do you think this would move the needle at all? Okay. For context, in Major League Baseball, you need to have something like 400 paid plate appearances to qualify for the batting title, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. What right. if, out of the 82 games, you needed to be in, I don't know, pick a number, like 70, 75. You need to play okay. in that many to qualify for the scoring title, the rebounding title, to qualify to be NBA all-first team or third team, which, as you know, are tied mm-hmm. to contract extensions and things of that nature, incentives. What if you needed to play a minimum number of games to qualify for awards and title, uh, you know, and other statistical titles that are usually mm-hmm. contract incentives that these guys will care about, right? What yeah. if in order to be an MVP or in order to be an NBA all-second team, you had to play a minimum number of games in order to just qualify? Because if Kawhi yep. goes for like 60 games and scores 29 a game, is he like, can you really be all NBA first team if you've only played in 75% of your team's games? I would argue, no, that's impossible. Yeah, or make them ineligible for the damn playoffs if you make it. Right. Yeah, or make you know? in, yeah, make them ineligible yeah. for things that they that hurt them or That's things right. that are tied to, like, their contract incentives. Yeah. Or, like, remember how Kemba Walker was third-team All-NBA, so that meant he could bounce and be a restricted free agent or get the Supermax, right? Yeah. If all of a sudden you don't qualify for the and Supermax because you're ineligible for the things that trigger the Supermax, Mm, yeah, watch what maybe happens. Maybe you'll see yeah. a couple of other things in your calculation to take some look at. Yeah. Former Hornets uh, coach Steve Clifford said Jordan made it very clear to players when he signed them, I'm paying you to play 82 games. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I believe it. End of discussion. Like in the That's NFL. right. End of discussion. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Ah, it's all it's it's for you, AB. It's all for you. Wow, what a foreigner no less he's going with there. Very nice, Pavona. Very impressive. Welcome in on a Friday here. Of course, uh, talking about the uh, the load management uh, argument that continues to swirl around the NBA, and and it could not be any more divided, Dane. Where you've got. It's amazing. Some players are loving it. Other players like Giannis are like, yeah, no. Like, uh, you know, Milwaukee actually approached them. Ownership approached them and said, listen, man, um, we'd like you to 
you know, take it back a little bit. If you want to take off, you know, 10 nights, 20 nights. And Yas is like, screw that. Like, no way am I am I taking nights off. Fizdale was asked about it recently regarding R.J. Barrett because he had R.J. Barrett playing 41 minutes in a game. And people are like, well, you know, hey, you're going to back off him? And Fizdale's like, we got to get away from all of this load management crap here, guys, where, you know, we're worried about 18, 19-year-olds and whether or not that uh, – or 20-year-olds, whether or not they're going to be able to, to play 41 minutes. And Jordan would not sign you unless he was 100% cleared. Steve Clifford, the former Hornets uh, coach, now with Orlando, goes, yeah, Jordan used to sell players when he signed them. Like, he'd come into the meeting and be like, just so everybody's on the same page, you're being paid to play 82 games. So there is none of this, you know, we're going to take time off. So I get it, man. I get it. There is an argument that can be made for both. You're paying guys, what, $100, $200 million? But even still, at some point, Dane, that $200 million, not everyone, is, there can only be one champion. If you have an entire league filled with a bunch of guys taking 20 games off, somebody's losing money. Am I right? Yep, absolutely. But, Joe, I, I'm sorry to tell you. Um, yesterday I did uh, Make It Rain and Freestyle and In Game Live. Right. And um, I got Sunday morning. So uh, this second hour, I got to take You're it out. off, bro. Load man. Yeah. Good. No, I got it. It's I got back, it. Yeah. back hours for me, bro. So I, I got I to gotta manage my voice. You know, I, I, I got to. Not. I got to keep it ready for, you know, Sunday morning before kickoff. I bro. understand, so man. Got to take uh, – so you need your time, fun. dude. Yep, you have need fun. your time. Okay, we got to manage load my load. Yeah. Yep, yep. Definitely going to go uh, drop a load here in the break, and then we'll uh, we'll be back uh, for hour number two. We'll start diving into I these games this weekend. I can only do it, you weekend. know, three quarters There's only so time. much you can do. Yeah. I get it, man. Don't push it, man. Don't push it. Yeah. yeah we don't want to – Because we try to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I understand. Trying to win the ratings. I get it. I understand. Hour two. Maybe Dan will be back. Load management next.